Hello friends, I'm Amanda Barr. And I'm Rebecca Lou Brennan, and welcome to Dance Principles United, the podcast. Together, we are passionate about helping studio owners with the business of running their studio. Join us as we talk everything from marketing systems, studio culture, motherhood, life, and everything in between. This is the Dance Principles United podcast. Hi friends, and welcome to the Dance Principles United podcast. Beck and I are here in person at the lovely, in the lovely Gold Coast, ready for our SGC conference that's coming up this weekend. How are you, my lovely business bestie? I am super awesome. I'm so excited to be in the same room as you and do all the fun things. We went shopping today and (laughs) spent too much money is what happened today. I did spend way too much money today, but it was worth it. Um, Yeah, and just so excited to be prepping everything Uh, for our amazing Studio Growth Club members. Yeah, most definitely. And what we wanted to talk about was, you know, this, uh, you're probably hearing this podcast a little bit late, but we have got our retreat on for our Studio Growth Club members this weekend um, at the time of recording. Um, But last weekend, the weekend before, sorry, the weekend before we had our um, staff training, which we're doing twice a year for all of our Studio Growth Club members. Um, And... It was absolutely incredible, and we wanted to share with you some of the learnings we got from that. Now, Beck, you ran um, the day. Do you want to tell everyone about how it kind of runs, I guess? Yeah, sure. So um, all of our studio owners come online with their teams, Mm -hmm. um, and we get some feedback from them about what sort of things they really do want us to work on. But some of the sessions that we did um, last Sunday was we did a session on uh, enrollments and when they come into the studio, you know, how you should talk to them, how you should enroll them and close the sale. Uh, we did a session on cleaning routines. We did a session on behavior management. That mm. was really great. Um, and, you know, just did some sessions on values and vision for their studios. And so they you know, I sort of, I guess, talk about a few things um, and then we give them the opportunity to either act things out or do things with their staff themselves. Um, so it's sort of them leading the staff, I guess, but also us just implementing and helping them with it. Yeah, I so love it as a concept because mm. most of our te- uh, most of the studio owners and the uh, studio teams, they, uh, you know, put up the Zoom in the big screen. They had a, made it a special day. Uh, the studio owner still led their team. Um, but with a little bit of guidance from you, I guess. Um, and it works really, really well. Uh, you give them time to implement things. You give them time to talk, you know, uh, as as a team because every studio is different, right? Yeah. And every studio has different values, different processes and all of those things. Um, but yeah, we got so much great feedback of it from our Studio Growth Club members, which was so awesome. Yeah, and I'm so passionate about this. I think those of you who are out there who've never done a staff training before <laughs> and look, you know, there's... There was a time when I had never done staff training in my studio and it is such a game changer to bring your team together and to be a leader for them and to you know, show them the way that you want them to talk to parents or do all the things or you know, clean routines, behavior management, whatever it might be. Um, most of you are pretty much experts in that anyway. And it's having the it confidence to, to yeah. do it, right? Totally, like, totally. And the confidence and the power to show your team how you want it to be done. I think that's so, so important. So what were like the key takeaways? We had a lot of studios participate. Um, and what were some of the like the key takeaways that you saw uh, that you feel like it's really important for all studios to be implementing? Yeah, look, I think the first thing I wanted to talk about was that confidence, having mm. the confidence to speak to your staff. You know, 
Amanda was saying to our SGC members the other day, having the confidence to say to them, sorry, that routine's not so great, or, you know, you're actually not, you know, you're losing kids out of this class. Let's work together to work out what's going wrong. Like, being able to step up and do that is is the first step, don't you think, Amanda? Oh, absolutely. And I think... um you know, sometimes we get so, we, we overthink it, right? Mm. We get so in our head about it. And, you know, I think sometimes it's us doubting our authority. Mm. It's us doubting our credibility. But, you know, you're the business owner. They work for you. Regardless of how we structure this, the reality is it's your business and you're, you can run it how you want to run it. So have the confidence to talk up and speak up. If there's something you're not happy with, you need to be able to communicate that to your staff. Totally. And this is why we did a session on values and vision because we've been saying to our SJC members, it is your business. You'd, you should want things to be run your way. Mm-hmm. You know, when we don't talk to our staff about our expectations and visions for our business and our values, then they're just going to go in and do it their way and put their values into it. And that's not their fault. Yes. That's, that's, they've been given no other direction, you know? Yeah. And so without knowing what the expectations are and what they should be doing in there, of course, they're just going to run free and do what they want to do. People aren't mind readers. That's right. They don't know what you're thinking. If you like your classes run a specific way, if you like, uh, you know, people to interact with their students in a certain way, which probably you all do, all the listeners would, Mm -hmm. if they want their class to feel a certain way, you can't just expect that all of your teachers know that Mm -hmm. without telling them, yes, Perhaps you would like to think that really good teachers do know that, but if you haven't communicated it, it's not their fault. You need to make sure you're communicating that to your team and not be afraid to tell them when they're not doing it and not making that class have that environment. I also think that teachers are a product of what they've grown up with. If they Mm. grew up in a really high-end comp school, then they're going to teach a certain way. And then if they get a job at a more rec kind of school, then, you know, they, they don't probably understand the difference or understand mm. that they need to teach differently. And, and maybe never given it a lot of thought, to be yeah, honest. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Or never been instructed in any different way. Yeah. So I think being mindful of that and realizing that not everyone has had the exact same journey through dance that you have. Absolutely. And I think that's especially important for our younger teachers that perhaps have come straight out of full-time. Mm. I find that that happens a lot. If they've just been in a full-time environment, which uh, most full-time studios are, you know, they're hard on their kids. They have high expectations, as they should, in a full-time environment. However, that's not what you're running in your kindergarten jazz class. Mm. But they, you know, they have that mindset still. And if you haven't really specifically spoken to them about how you want that kindy jazz class, or perhaps it's still the 15 or 16-year-olds, but they're rec students rather than, you know, kids that are getting ready for full-time, you know, you can't expect them to know anything different. So it's really communicating everything you want to happen in that class. Yeah, it's so important. And so one of the things that we do in our staff training is we act things out, you know. So for um, the behavior management, for example, we were acting out different classes and different age groups. And look, it's super fun and funny. Um, And, you know, maybe they're being preschoolers in a preschool class and acting up and then teaching Mm. the staff how to deal with that. But 
that acting is so, so important. But one of the things that I did find, Amanda, and I pulled quite a few studios up on it, was that they were just being way too nice to each other <laughs> and, go, and you know, suddenly becoming perfectly behaved once that teacher, you know, clapped their hands or whatever it might be. And I sort of wanted to put out there today that I think you have to put your staff in difficult situations and, and act play. it with them and role yeah. play because they're better to, to have that issue then and there with you and you can guide them than for them to actually have it in the real world. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we just all need to go back to year eight drama. <laughs> I honestly did that uh, with Miss McGregor in year eight drama. There was a lot of role playing going on in those kind of games, but they're good for us and they're fun and yep. it can lighten the mood. Um, and if you can have the confidence to run those kind of games with your team, like you said, acting out and practicing those scenarios, you know, um, is so important. It's so much more valuable to do it now in a room where you can go, hey, at the end, hey, you didn't handle that very well. Here's what I would do um, rather than having to do it in real life and not handling it really well in real life, right? Absolutely. And so, you know, I often guide, I took some of them into a breakout room and helped guide them. And one of the things that I made some poor teacher deal with was the fact that the parent did not want to buy the uniform and uniform was compulsory yes. um, and how to deal with that. And, you know, that's a really difficult thing to deal with. Mm. And I think a lot of um, people on the front desk or teachers would find it hard to, to deal with that situation. But I think you've got to just be, you know, I, I'm the sort of person who'll keep saying to whoever's acting it out, no, tell them, no, no, tell them that you want the Kmart uniform, you know, because that's yeah. what parents really are like, right, Amanda? They're Absolutely. demanding, they're, they're opinionated and they want things their way instead of the way that the business should be. Absolutely. And we all have had clients, parents mm -hmm. that are like that, right? I was talking to a studio owner yesterday, uh, talking about how there was a dad who was using physical intimidation. And, wow. you know, that happens, right? It does happen. And, you know, it's it's important to practice that with your staff, to role play it. You know, one of you be the annoying parent, one be the receptionist or the teacher or whatever that is and practice those things. I love that so much. So what else did you kind of, um, you know, feel like were some of the big takeaways from that staff training, I guess? Yeah, look, I think, you know, another big takeaway is just that, it was interesting to see the difference between people who kind of sat down with their staff and then people who actually got up and stood and was the leader in that mm. room. Um, and I'm not saying that you shouldn't sit down with your staff every now and then and have a chat with them, but I do think when you're running staff training, you should be the leader, you should be standing, you should be walking around the same way you would in a classroom. Yes. You know, you're not going to sit down and, with the and kids. chat nicely yep. with your kids. You're going to stand up and you're going to have that authority. And I think sometimes we're scared to be leaders in our studio and mm. we feel like we need to just sit down with them and, you know, be a part of them, but you're not a part of them. You are their boss. It's a privilege to lead. I truly believe that. And yep. I think standing up and giving them your energy and showing them that you are that leader is, is really important. Absolutely. I love that. And I think always taking it back to the classroom, mm. right? That, you know, as a teacher, as a dance teacher, you know, like you said, we don't just sit down with the kids and we're not just one of the kids. You stand up, you use your voice mm. to command authority, you use mm. your uh, presence, you know, you make sure that you're dressed to, uh, you know, command attention in that class. You know, there's so many things that go into it. Make sure you're doing the same with your staff as well. Yeah. So, yeah. so important because, yeah. you know, it's funny because Beck and I went shopping today. <laughs> this happened <laughs> today. <laughs> we didn't mention that already, but we did go shopping today, but we were talking about that, right? Like 
when you look good, you feel good, mm. you, uh, you know, the confidence comes across, mm. you know, and that might be clothes for you. It might be the way you're, you stand. It might be your posture. It might be where you stand in the room. It can be a whole range of things. It doesn't mm. have to just be clothes, for example, mm. Mm. but different things help us help put us in that position of authority. Um, and it's an internal thing, right? Because totally. it's how we feel being in command of that. And like you said, it's a privilege to lead. So it's so important that we can stand up and be those leaders we need to be. So, so important. Mm. And, you know, it, it also helps you later on down the track when you do have to have those difficult um, conversations yes. and speak to them about when things go pear-shaped because you are never going to have a business that doesn't start to go pear-shaped in some way, shape or form. Oh, absolutely. You could have the most amazing teacher on earth, but they can still make mistakes and you still have to speak to them about that. That's what being a boss is. Mm. It's about actually realizing that you... You know, you have the capacity to one, make such positive influence in people's lives, but also to mentor them and help them. Absolutely. So if we have some studio owners listening who have never really uh, shared their values, never done anything like that with their teams, where would you uh, suggest that they start? Look, I think the first thing to do is to, is to book that staff meeting. And mm. I think the most important thing that they do is not make it a meeting that's just a cranky meeting. I know lots of people have staff meetings and they just sit down with their staff and say, right, put your props away and, you know. Turn the light switch yeah. off when you walk out of the studio or yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Um, and then I'm really cranky that you're not doing this, this or this. I think it needs to be an inspiring day that's about them setting goals and Realize and upskilling them mm. and and celebrating make, sometimes as well, like 100%. celebrating successes. Yep, celebrating successes and making them a part of the process. You yep. know, when you allow them to have influence on what's going on in the school, they feel amazing. They feel like they want to work harder for you. You know, people always say to me, "How do I? How do you get your staff to work so hard and have such an amazing team?" Well, they feel like it's their business as well. Yep. You know. They feel like they're such a big part of things and that's important in itself. So just have that first time. But my biggest advice to everyone is do not make it, oh, some people go and some people don't. Yep. It has to be all in. I truly believe that it has to be all in. And I often talk to our SGC. Some of our SGC schools are high-end schools and they have very high-end teachers. Mm. And I always say to them, you know, I've got this amazing hip-hop teacher. Those of you who might know him, his name's Jacob Yar. He's just incredible. And, you know, he's a really high-end teacher and highly sought after, but he comes to staff training and he loves it. Mm. He loves feeling a part of things. He loves feeling a part of that family, but it's a non-negotiable. Yes. They all have to be there. Yeah, it doesn't matter how sought after you are. It doesn't matter, you know, how many Instagram followers you have, mm. whatever that is. Like, mm. they're part of your team. That's right. So uh, don't let that be an excuse. Don't let the fact that, you know, uh, you know we're all busy. We all have other lives outside of the dance studios. We all have other jobs. Make it work for your entire team because it is so important to have them all there. Absolutely. And mm. don't expect them to come for free. Like, mm. you know, do a day rate for them. I'm not saying you necessarily have to spend $100 an hour if they're a $100 an hour teacher, but, you know, make sure that they feel valued on the day. Yes. Because I do understand that on a Sunday, some of our staff do work retail jobs or something like yep. that, and they probably need that money. 
Um, and I always cater it, you know. And Make again, it special. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be this big expensive thing. Like you can get those wraps from Woolworths, which are really nice wraps. They're great um, wraps. I like, love oh, those wraps. I'm so obsessed with those wraps, Amanda. I cannot believe so. But anyway, you can get them. They're $40 for a whole platter of wraps. Yeah. That's fine. Absolutely. That's, but it makes them feel valued. It makes them feel like it's special. Yeah, absolutely. And I've done some different things in staff training as well. You know, sometimes we've gone off-site to, you know, like, you know, even just like a local, uh, like leagues club that has a nice yep. little function room, right? And hired that for a couple of hundred dollars and had lunch there, for example. Yep. You know, I've gone to Kmart and put little, um, you know, notebooks on all of their tables. Just, you know, little things like that or a little gift, things like that that make it uh, look different to a normal day. Yes. Feel special, feel different make sure that they're coming in with that right mentality. I think that's so important. 100%. I always have the projector set up um, and you can get projectors really cheap mm. these days um, with the laptop and I have, and I've done a presentation on Canva for it. Yeah. So it looks and feels, you know, professional and also, that also keeps me on track because yeah. I have those presentations coming up going, right, this is what you're speaking about next. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's lots of little things like that you can do that's going to make it feel very professional and and make it them take it seriously, I guess. Absolutely. So if you've never done a staff training, we would love to encourage you to start one. Please reach out. We'd love to hear how it goes. If you mm. have any, um, you know, if you need any ideas, if you have any, uh, you know, things that have worked really well, let us know. Reach yeah. out to us on Instagram. We'd love to hear about it. Uh, but thanks so much for all those insights, Beck. That was amazing. Thanks, everyone. And uh, yeah, we can't wait to hear from you about all things staff training. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day.